Welcome to the Black Sparrow Media Internet Broadcast Network. Listening to Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a podcast about Linux, open source, and amateur radio for everyone. Now, here are your hosts Russ, K5TUX, Cheryl, W5MOO, and Bill, NE4RD. Well, hello everybody and welcome. You have tuned in to episode number 513 of Linux in the Hamshack, the most terrific amateur radio podcast on the internet. We're finally back after all of my internet problems and everybody being out of town and all kinds of craziness going on. Uh, things seem pretty solid right now. Knock on, well, there's, I guess there is some wood in this room somewhere. So, <laughs> uh, But anyway, yeah, we're back. So let's go ahead and get to it, although our house is still chaos. So it's just me still. Uh, so Cheryl W5MOO is not going to be joining us, but this is our deep dive, and we're going to get into our deep dive shortly. But before we do that, we'll introduce uh, the, the two of us. I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD. All right. So uh, in the chat over the past couple of weeks, I guess, we have been hearing about some new folks who are uh, newly licensed and getting into the hobby and learning about Linux and all that kind of thing, which is great because that's what we're all about. And the topic of Dragon OS came up, which is a ham radio related or adjacent operating system. And the last time we talked about this, if I remember correctly, was in episode number 375. So that was some time back. And I recall we did not deep dive it or anything. We just mentioned it and so on. So we're going to talk a little bit about it. Uh, one thing about, I think, uh, I think originally it was not based on Ubuntu. I kind of gather it was based on uh, Raspbian probably because it was sort of out there as a, as a single board computer distro, but based on Ubuntu Jammy, what you're changing the notes. Because you're wrong. <laughs> well, the one I downloaded was Focal. I know it says Fossa or Focal on the image, but oh, it is, is it definitely Jammy. Yes, it's definitely Jammy. Uh, it's called yeah. Focal. Well, first of all, it's hosted on Source or not SourceForge. Yes, Source yes. Forge. yes. So, so Forge, Forge. Forge. Right. <laughs> so Forge, Forge. That. Um. <laughs> Where's my where's my terminal window? There it is. Okay, let's see. Well, yeah, first thing I did was like a U name tech A, and I was like, oh, it's twenty two oh four point two. Yeah, yeah, that's clearly twenty two oh four. So it's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely jammy. The sources are all jammy too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's jammy. Whatever. But but anyway, originally I don't think it was based on Ubuntu at all because I think no. it was released as a as a single board computer distro. But now since single board computers like the Raspberry Pi threes and fours can run Ubuntu. They switched over to run Ubuntu. So it's actually running the LTS of Ubuntu, Jammy, not Focal, like I said. So. And what are we talking about? I'm sorry, we took you off topic I, right away. No, I said Dragon OS. I mentioned it. Oh, did you? Oh, okay. Yeah. I lost that part. Sorry. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> we, we were talking about the new people and stuff like that, and I started changing the notes in the middle of your conversation, and I missed uh, what you were actually saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure I mentioned Dragon OS because I said we had last talked about it in episode 375. Oh yes, yes, I did remember catching uh, the end of that many moons ago. So now, so now this we're going to be a while. Yes. And uh, so, so we've both tried it recently, uh, me today, and I guess Bill today as well. And Bill installed it using uh, virtualization of some kind. Which, yes. which one do you use? Uh, QEMU. QEMU, excellent. I actually installed it on bare metal using a tool that I'm not going to mention on this episode because we're going to talk about it on another episode because oh. it's a very cool tool. So. <laughs> Yes, I saw that tool. That looked pretty neat. <laughs> it is very neat, and it's I'm gonna, way. I'm going to take it to. Uh, I'm going to take that to uh, uh, Linux Fest Northwest for sure. As my yes, demo copy yes, stuff. Cool. Yeah. Just just make sure you have a big USB stick. Um, I always bring a big stick. That's right. Walk tall and carry a big stick. Uh, <laughs> brings a new meaning. What was that from? Like Walker, Texas Ranger, or something? Anyway, um, <laughs> so. So we're not mentioning that tool, but we will mention it on the next episode. And so I installed it on bare metal, basically off a USB stick. And it, well, first of all, let's just talk about uh, Ubuntu Jammy in the Lubuntu version, which is what Dragon OS is based on. So it's uh, using the LXQt desktop, which is uh, fine. It's um, a little, you know, web 1.0. Kind of looks like Windows 7, Windows 98, Windows 7-ish, I guess. Yeah. So uh, certainly familiar to, to most people. And uh, underneath the desktop manager is SDDM, which is also the desktop manager that Arch uses, which is kind of interesting. Uh, usually, I don't I don't know if that's true of all LXQt. Does LXQt always use SDDM? I, I doubt it necessarily, but... I'm, I haven't used it enough to... To know that I don't know that either. I, I figured it would use like GDM or or LightDM or, or something like that, but it doesn't use as SDDM. And apparently, it can support Wayland, but by default, it uses X Xorg X. So I, I'm going to call that a plus. Um, it's pretty lightweight. I'm running it on an Atom-based machine, and it seems to work pretty well. Certainly works way better than than uh, Garuda did because Garuda uses KDE and it's very heavyweight, but um, I, I liked it. It comes the the install if you've ever installed Ubuntu looks just like installing Ubuntu. Uh, I assume on the virtualized version it was the same. Oh yeah, looks exactly the same. Yep. Yep. Uh, it does allow you to create a user up front because Which it's is a standard, standard now. Yep. <laughs> um, not not like one of those ones where you have to log in as you know some crazy user like you know Hampi or Pystar or. You know, something that's predefined. I'm not sure that that's not the case in the in the SBC version of it. I would assume you get to, I assume Ubuntu is just Ubuntu, but I did not get a chance to run it on a Pi. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have the Pi to do that on either. I have the Pi and I was going to do it, but I, I just didn't have the time. So, so basically, it's just a distribution that's uh, LXQt on top of Ubuntu Jammy. And um, other than the mildly annoying backup, uh, for, for some reason, um, when ham radio distributions come about, the the wallpaper art tends to be a poor choice, generally speaking. So hey now, <laughs> except for ours, ours is fine. Ours, ours is yeah, fine. Ours, of course. Um, but it's, of course, very easy to change. Um, other than that, no problems with the install worked really well. And uh, network manager... I had to play with that a little bit because I had to set static IP address on my computer. It's uh, It has both NetPlan and Network Manager installed, but it's using Network Manager. 
um, which is easy enough from the GUI perspective. If you're getting down into the command line and you're not familiar with how network manager works, uh, it's going to take a little twiddling of knobs, but uh, it's not too bad. Uh, one nice thing I noticed about it was that the default user, whatever default user you create, is actually in all the groups it needs to be in, like dialout and sudo and plug dev and even direwolf because direwolf is installed. And if you're going to be doing any uh, kiss mode TNC work and stuff like that, you've got to be in that group. Um, you're also in Samba share, but I didn't explore any of the, the Samba stuff. So I don't know what all is uh, you know involved there or what it's what it's doing. Is it running Samba? I guess I could find out. I'm connected to it. <laughs> let's see smb nope yes the samba is not uh startup and sddm is the recommended display manager for lxqt so for lxqt excellent good deal um i i tried to i tried to tweak sddm to get barrier to start on boot but apparently my sddm foo is not good and i was not able to do that so i have to run it manually which kind of sucks i know there's a way to do it sddm is one of the easier ones to do startup scripting with, but apparently I'm just not doing it correctly. So your mileage may vary there. Uh, but otherwise, the uh, the interface is pretty nice. I'm actually looking at it on my computer right now. Um, basic bar across the bottom. You got your your launcher in the lower left. Uh, system utility information on the lower right, and uh, you know it looks pretty much like every other Linux distribution you've ever seen at this point. Now it does have a ton of ham radio software installed by default. However, it's missing some key stuff or what I would think is key stuff. Now, Bill uh, just said that there's a reason that it's missing these key things. And I'm curious to hear what your reason is. <laughs> First off, I just want to go back to your auto start thing. So did you actually go into the LX cute session settings and go in there and add it to your auto start? Um, I did it command line. Oh, well, that's what you get for doing it. The command line way <laughs> when a user would should probably use the uh, GUI utilities for that. So there actually is two different uh, auto start sections for uh, LXQ. Uh, and you can find it directly in the uh, LXQ session settings in the auto start section. Well, <laughs> so that might solve your barrier problems. <laughs> it might. I'm going to check it out. Don't worry. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the CQR log is not on there, but strangely enough, MariaDB is. I find that very curious because if you go to try to install, well, if you install the CQR log um, package that actually is in the repo, it's uh, it's pretty old. It. Uh, let me look at the version here real quick one more time. It, I believe it's like five uh, two. No, it should be older than that, isn't it? Uh, that's I didn't have to install CQR log, and that's what I got. Oh, really? No, that's interesting. Two five two. Okay, I'm, I'm oh, looking at it right now. I'm actually connected to this computer. It's two five two. That's what's starting. Okay, with. all fine. But I see <laughs> that it also wants to install MySQL Server, so it's going to try to uninstall MySQL Server. So in order to get this to install, you will have to install CQR log, and then once again install MariaDB Server, and then you will have CQR log <laughs> because it's stupid. Um, yeah, totally broken. Um, but uh, I noticed other some other. I was looking at some other logs, and it was they were definitely older. But uh, I could be wrong. Maybe that was a K K log only because I had just used it, and it was the much newer version that I downloaded for my my particular use. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So I'm assuming that since it won't work directly out of the box, at least the way they have it set up here, um, and they probably haven't had anybody request that it actually be functional. <laughs> be functional after it's installed um that's probably why uh because it, it has a the packages 
the broke in uh, inside of Ubuntu uh, because it is requiring uh, MySQL, which it shouldn't. So now if I do, I'm just going to do this in reverse order. MariaDB, MariaDB server. We'll just see if it actually will allow me to overwrite that real quick. Looks like it will. <clears throat> we'll see if it works out of the box so we can get a uh, uh, runs runs for sure CQR log. Okay, so fast internet. Bob, Bob. Work for me. <laughs> with MySQL or with MariaDB? I'm looking to see which one's actually installed because it looks like parts of both are. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. So now it yeah, definitely does not work with MariaDB server. So anyway, ignore, uh, ignore all of that. So yours is using MySQL and it is working. Yes. For sure. Okay, cool. All right. Well, yep, don't, don't follow the instructions you need for every other single operating <laughs> system <laughs> this one actually will work with my sql which is uh is, which is pretty peculiar um but yeah it is strange that there isn't a lot of loggers on there and i don't think the um the idea for this os is for that kind of use it looks more specific towards uh you, you know sdr operation if you look at all of the sdr applications that are included with this which is oh my gosh so many <laughs> including you know our favorites like SDR plus plus SDR Angel. Um, there's a bunch of other applications that I I really haven't even looked at. So I'm I'm kind of uh, I've kind of been going through them and trying to see exactly what each one does because uh, there there apparently is a lot more applications out there that do uh, interesting bits of SDR stuff um, that that you may or may not be interested in. And if uh, I mean if you're looking for exploring. SDR applications of various you know types and stuff like that. It, this is definitely a distro to kind of just to kind of look at to dive into all of the various applications that uh, are out there in that space. And I think you're going to talk a little bit more about them down in the notes. I see here. Well, I wasn't going to talk about them a lot because there's a lot of stuff that I don't even know what it does. But this is definitely a distribution, and I'm pretty sure they make it clear in the documentation that it's a SDR friendly distro. It definitely focuses on that. Uh, as its space. So it has applications for SDR and uh, GNU radio that I have never seen before. <laughs> and uh, it also has a uh, Tempest SDR, which is an SDR application I had not seen before. It looks a lot like the other ones, but it also has things like GQRX and SDR Angel. I, oh, and even SDR plus plus. Yeah. Uh, Spark SDR. Wow. Do, do I, am I aware of that one? I don't know. I'm firing it up now to see if I've ever seen it before. Um, I was looking, uh, looking for the notes on that one myself a little bit earlier. I was like, what does that one do? Yeah, it's uh, pretty much it's, it's similar uh, to, to the other ones. Uh, but it also does JTS JT uh, nine and stuff like that. So apparently, this is focused on SDRs for for WSJTX type stuff, not uh, not your SD, not your you know, RTL SDRs and stuff like that. Yeah, that's even... what it kind of looked like to me. It looked kind of like a multi slice, multi band uh, SDR slash uh, WSJT type uh, connector. 
Because if you look at yeah. some of the notes, it tells you how to set it up with your Hermes, um, which, of course, is a transmitting SDR. Uh, and then, of course, you can use it still with some SDR plays, which are receive onlys. But uh, I believe this one is set up to do some transmitting. So it's uh, definitely uh, an interesting uh, little application. I haven't, uh, like I say, I haven't really played into it much besides just kind of drifting through the, the the release notes and the help notes of the application. Yeah, and I noticed that there's also a bunch of stuff in here that is sort of tangentially related to SDRs, like things you might want to listen to on SDRs that a lot of other distributions like ours, for example, don't have access to, which are things like um, oh, uh, ADSB. There's there's a bunch of different applications for ADSB. There's also things for monitoring like cell phone networks, uh, trunking scanners, uh, you know, stuff along those lines. A lot of a lot of receiver type things that might be of interest to people who have an SDR for doing listening. And let's see. Then then there's also a lot of standard ham radio applications like we would think of, like FL Digi and WSJTX and FL Rig and and that sort of stuff that isn't necessarily SDR specific, but they're in there. But the fact that those are in there, but the loggers aren't kind of makes me wonder. And then there's lots of, there's lots of utilities about uh, GNU radio. There's like the GNU radio companion. And I saw like GNU radio modules. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also some uh, security related stuff in here. I guess you would say like uh, uh, SDR trunk and RF crack, RF tools, uh, blues who for scanning Bluetooth. So there's a lot of things that have to do with the radio spectrum in here that are sort of all over the place and not necessarily related to amateur radio. What's this Osmo thing? Osmo GMR. Osmocom FFT. <clears throat> LTE Sniffer. That looks like a bunch of command line utilities. Yeah, which is weird. They put the command line utilities into the into the menu so it opens up a terminal and then does nothing so well it's you're in the directory where they all are so you can just ls in there and then just like the m17 tools you're going to get the uh yeah m17 dmod mod mod gui gateway linked mod and all that other tools <clears throat> directly in the in the directory yeah absolutely just not not real smooth i guess uh open oh. bts what's that open bts let me run it here see what happens Permission denied. Screw that. You've been <laughs> denied. Permission to access the database. Database failure. Does, is there a man page? Open BTS. Oh, you just got to sudo it, right? Starting the system. Oh, encrypting your drive. Oh, no. <laughs> Wiping your partition. Ah! <laughs> yeah, it looks like it's a, a transceiver application of some sort, but uh, it, no, I have no device for it. So Yeah, and I don't as well. It's written in C++, um, whatever it is. <laughs> and there's no manual for it, so there you go. That's BTS. Yes. Way to go. Documentation. Open BTS. Let's see. What yeah, in the other folder, there's just so much stuff. LTE sniffer, Kismet, Meta GPSD, whatever that is, SRS RAM. So Open BTS is a software-based GSM access point, allowing standard GSM-compatible mobile phones to be used as SIP endpoints in a voice-over IP network. So really interesting. Still. Yeah, so- Anything that's apparently related, however tangentially, to the radio spectrum has a utility here. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what's what's BTLE? Let's see. BLE sniffer. 
It's BLE. Bluetooth, isn't it? Bluetooth. Bluetooth low energy. I see. So there's a sniffer. (laughs) Thanks, whoever was in the chat. Bill. For uh, You know, who who did Dragon OS? It wasn't you, Bill, was it? We're not dissing on you, are we? (laughs) Who who wrote Dragon OS? (laughs) Dragon OS, let's say. It's not like uh, documented or anything here. Origin story. There's an origin story. There is. Uh, on, on source, source scourge. Yeah, there's uh let's source scourge. <laughs> <laughs> Vocals developer Sema Executor. Is that a real name? Something about Kali Linux, software defined radio. The name that shows up is Sema Executor. C-E-M-A-X-E-C-U-T-E-R, which doesn't sound like a real name to me, but that's also the website. Totally legit. <laughs> so download this and run this as your primary OS. You guys will be fine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> it's still pretty cool. It doesn't matter. It's it's such a it's such a nice collection of software altogether that it just really shows that you can you can definitely build a uh, a uh, very nuanced and uh, uh, you know I want to say uh, niche a niche or a boutique OS for uh, for your hobby. And uh, this sort of checks all the boxes except for being the full shack pewter. I think because uh, it'll be you know missing the logs and stuff like that being built in. <clears throat> which would save you at least one step, but obviously you can install CQR log uh, without doing any shenanigans with the database. But I'm not sure since MariaDB was installed and it puts MySQL there instead, if that breaks anything that's already reliant on MariaDB. So that might be might be an issue because I don't know what, what package depended on MariaDB being there, which is odd. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to uh, connect to it anyway. Let's see. Is there? Let's see. If I connect to if I connect to MariaDB, it should just work, right? If it's going to work. Uh, well, that's if it's up, because generally it's not up, because it's uh, it's only ran for files, so it only runs the binary against the file socket. Server connect failed. Yeah, that makes sense. It's probably not running. Well, that's true. Let me check the system status. Isn't live radio great? Let's see. system yeah. control status. My SQL server. Exit and post. Uh, loaded inactive. Yeah, it's dead. It's dead, Jim. Doesn't dead. <laughs> I'm a systems analyst, not a doctor. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, apparently it still it suffers from the same issue that all CQR logs uh, installs suffer from. So yeah, but I mean, like CQ. I mean, MySQL does not run all the time for CQR log. Oh, it Period. just brings it up when it comes up. When it comes up, it starts just this the, the session to run against the files located in the user directory because the server won't run off of files in the user directory. The App Armor prevents that and everything else. So, App Armor, ugh, bane of my existence. Okay, yeah. <laughs> we, we don't have to go there. <laughs> no, no, that can be another deep dive. Well, actually, that would be a short deep dive. Just remove it. Um, <laughs> Oh, I had the longest time. What was it about App Armor? I was trying to, I was trying to write. Oh, I was trying to write a log file for Bind. I was trying to write uh, Bind query log. Oh, okay. To, to some place other than like var log Bind, and it's like, oh, you can't do that. That's you know. <laughs> Yeah, not, not impressed with that. But anyway, let's not let's not jump into App Armor. That's a that's a whole different uh, 
can of pain. Um, so, so you found that WFU was not installed in here. That does not surprise me. I don't think it's. I don't think it's quite long in the tooth enough. And then it's also very individual hardware specific. But it probably won't be very long before that would be included in stuffs. Yeah, probably not. And I think with um, the more availability of storage on single board computers at this point, I don't think they're particularly concerned, the developer, with uh, how much space the installation has taken up. So, yeah, they'll yeah. probably just add stuff as, as things are necessary or come to their attention, I suppose. But uh, other than that, it's it's pretty straightforward. Like I said, it is very SDR heavy and uh, and ne- and radio spectrum heavy. Uh, not necessarily within the purview of amateur radio, but it might be things that are uh, adjacent that ham radio enthusiasts might be also interested in, uh, like you know airplane telemetry. And it does have a satellite tracker. It does have G Predict. So. Obviously, that might come in handy for for uh, SDR listening as well. If you want to hear the birds as they go over and so forth. So, um, anything else specific that you noticed about it? Not not specifically. I mean, you know, it's uh, it's definitely not something I would have jumped on myself. But I think it does provide a lot of utilities. Um, I did. Uh, I am just running right now. Just the uh, Ham Radio Pure Blend package list against it, and uh, going to install that and see how much that breaks it. While uh, <laughs> we talk about it some more uh, to see what else uh, what else this is going to add. Because That's obviously, right. you don't. You, as you, you don't, were as you were saying that, I was typing apt install. You know, carrot Ham Radio dash star. <laughs> You're doing the same thing. <laughs> it, it is doing it right now. It is actually installing things as we talk. Hopefully, it's not like screwing with my my recording. But <laughs> oh, I hope not. I hope mine's not either. But who knows? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so uh, you don't have like all the the stuff you would find in, like Andy's Ham Radio Linux. Uh, so it's definitely not the same kind of uh, setup. So it's not like uh, you would want one versus the other. Uh, yes, we'll just start that. I don't care. Um, and we'll see how, I'll, I'll tell you if the, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you if the audio interfaces go away, which that's always a fun one. <laughs> I can tell you that a bunch, I can tell you that all the APRS stuff is not included. And I oh, can also yeah. tell you free DV was not included. So, cause I was watching all the stuff that was installing and those were two notable ones that went by. Although now it's installing SVX link. So it's going to have all of those problems. Yes. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna restart mine but like i mean so like in order to bring dragon os up to an everything kind of ham radio install you would want to go ahead and tap um that pure blend package list because obviously it does fill in a lot of gaps including some uh, rig control stuff like g-rig will be in there free dv g predict uh all the direwolf stuff like you said um of course uh qtel for uh echo link actually that'll also install xlog and uh some pi qso so a couple of log programs for you so and wfu how about that that's actually in the pure blend packages now uh yeah. so come up so with- so yeah you could definitely uh supplement your uh, dragon os right quickly without uh, much effort with a single command line <laughs> and uh you would be uh, kind of off to the races i think if you kind of wanted something that you know has a low visual impact to uh your system um again you know we're all guilty of running hardware that should probably be in the dumpster not necessarily still running our ham radio shack but hey you know this kind of OS is perfect for that kind of deal where you have, you know, Gen 1, Gen 2, uh, you know, 
um, I, I five, something like that. I three, whatever you probably could survive off of this with the minimal, uh, minimal loss of impact. As I said, I'm running it on an atom based computer. It's working fine. So oh, if you're so running better, if you're running I three, you're, you're going to be blazing. <laughs> <laughs> Is it even done installing all those? Uh, it's about 70% through. So yeah, mine's done. <laughs> well, of course. I mean, you know, but I was watching yeah, it's a virtual machine. <laughs> Yeah, DX cluster. Actually, cute SDR was not included. Oh, it was. I saw it on there. Uh, maybe it's a newer version in the Ham Pure Blend. It's or possible. Yeah, it's it's quite possible because. Uh, oh no, cute. I was thinking Cubic. Sorry, no, Cubic cute was on there. Was not included. Like yeah. I said, all the APRS stuff, all the loggers, all the DX cluster clients, uh, all of that stuff's getting installed right now. Uh, all the all the antenna stuff, the modelers. Like uh, NEC2C and stuff like that. Uh, none of that stuff was in there. Uh, none of none of TED software was in there. All the TW stuff is getting installed. So so boo. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's see. It's just about done here, though. Let's see. Yeah, Quisk, bunch of other stuff. Tuknock, Tuknock, Zasters in there now. XDX, Xlog. Yeah, all the good stuff. Ham exam, FCC exam. Um, so yeah, you can definitely supplement this and kind of turn that frown upside down uh, on your uh, SDR only package. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, there were there was some other stuff other than SDR related things, but it yeah yeah it was kind of very uh, picky choosy kind of stuff that was in there. And if you just install the pure blend packages, it kind of fills in all those gaps. So that's nice. All right. Oh, and the uh, the last thing I had on my bullet notes here was the fact that. Uh, on this computer, and apparently no other that I've ever used in the past, I did uh, just a basic apt install XRDP on the server, and it worked out of the box. <laughs> actually, like I was actually connect, uh, able to connect to it with the my Mac's uh, Windows you know remote desktop client, and it brought up the LXQt interface and everything. No, no weirdness, no strange logins, no no goofiness. It just had a desktop, and it was ready to go. So. Uh, awesome. If you want to get uh, straight RDP access into your, your Dragon OS, it just works. So, Did it toy around with the audio devices at all? Uh, probably, I, but I'm not worried about the audio devices. I'm just, you know, it's not like this is going to be my Shack PC, so... Yeah, yeah, you're just testing, but it could, it could possibly. Mess it could, I suppose, but yeah. then I'd have to install it on a Mac, and I, I guess that would work. Um, I, I would have to try it because my Shack PC is Mac running Linux, so. But it's running, it's running Ubuntu, so I guess there's no reason why it couldn't run Dragon OS. Oh yeah, but it is Ubuntu too, so. Uh, it, it is Ubuntu too. That's very good. Ubuntu too. too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Ah, so now I'm interested in your 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 LHS readiness score. Considering you know you just bolstered it with all these this fine ham radio goodness of applications. Okay, so so I'll say like out of the box, um, considering some of the clunkiness that I noticed, some of the esoteric application selection and things like that, I would give it like a three point eight sort of out of the box ham readiness score. If you subsequently install the ham radio pure blend, I would definitely give it like a four and a half. So, okay. And that seems that that's pretty on par with any Ubuntu based system. So just cause you can get it to sort of this point. Now I do have to say, I, I think it deserves a few extra points for bringing in some very esoteric pass- packages that, you know, 
that are very germane to RF spectrum that we wouldn't technically know about because we're not technically interested in that stuff. So I think uh, I think that that's deserving of some bonus points at least. I'll give it. I'll give it a half a point for potentially generating show content. How about that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so 4.55 <laughs> exactly so uh yeah it's uh it's definitely uh it's definitely interesting it's definitely super zippy and fast um i can't really complain about it i did i did run it in two different places but unfortunately those are these are identical machines so they both run it extremely fast so <laughs> <laughs> uh I think I have it running with I don't know 16 gigs of RAM in the uh in the VM with the uh eight processors so yeah uh, and he asked Darren asked if it has VNC installed by default and the answer is no it does not so he's taking off a point for that no no well I've never seen a system with VNC installed I mean if you had GNOME technically it sort of installs VNC maybe if you don't have Wayland yeah I, I, I guess I can give it an extra tenth of a point for using XORG. <laughs> <laughs> Raspbian does, Ubuntu for Pi doesn't. Yeah, it, it probably should by default in the, uh, at least in the Raspberry Pi image, um, just because of the nature of the beast. Um, but we haven't tried that, so I can't say that they did or did not install it. I mean, it could possibly be installed in the Raspberry Pi because it's not in the same line obviously does that make any sense sure dragon <laughs> okay well as far as an operating system for ham radio use uh, i i don't really have much else to say about it i mean if you've ever used an ubuntu based ham radio distribution or an ubuntu based distribution for ham radio you're going to find it all pretty convenient and if you've ever used or happened to be a, a fan of lx cute then it, it's going to be right in your wheelhouse so well, but. this is an indication here. I'm just checking the package list on the Raspberry Pi version, and it does have VNC installed because it has real VNC client installed, and that is not installed in the uh, desktop version. So so there's a possibility in the Raspberry Pi version it is most likely installed. Well, that's good. So, so I actually thought about that from the you know perspective of a computer that's not likely or to, more likely to run headless. So. Yeah, Darren gave half a point back. There you go. I uh, gave a half a point back. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would have been useful for us, or for one of us at least, to have attempted to install this on a uh, Raspberry Pi to see how it differed. But, uh, you know, us being who we are, that didn't happen. So, yeah, that takes just a wee bit more effort than we're ready to put into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give us another like five weeks on this project. We might, uh, we might remember to do that. Uh, yeah, I'd have to actually find mine. I don't even know where mine is. <laughs> mine's mine's in a box next to me. I know it's here somewhere. So ever since I had one doing something important and it died, I I have basically unplugged them all, and I don't trust any of them. But however, <laughs> we we've had this Odroid for I don't know five years now, and it still is running and still doing its job as a you know central home management thing tool. <laughs> so go oh, for uh, Odroid, not not Pies. <laughs> yeah, my my Raspberry Pies are running my three retrocades, and I've never had a problem with them. So you know. Mm. It is what it is. Oh, and it's also running all my uh, my Sherry's and my Brian's and my stuff for like All Star and and Pi Star and all that stuff. And I've got I've got four of those powered up doing that, and they've never failed either. So, oh, well, that's not real ham radio. 
Uh, oh, whatever. We're going to go back <laughs> on that train. Okay. No, I'm kidding. I'm just. <laughs> You're just lucky. You're lucky I haven't had one. Those are not Pi 4s, though, right? Uh, some of them are. I have two Pi 4s, a, a few Pi 3s, and a few Pi 2s. So and, uh, I even have a Pi 1. Oh, no. I got rid of the Pi 1, but um, I had a Pi 1 that was running a, um, yeah. the thing, the, the, that mode that I won't run anymore. <laughs> yeah. I had two Pi 4s, and one of them failed. So I consider them both failed. So <laughs> that's, that's just me. That's my personal experience. I can't trust them again because, yeah what it was doing was kind of important uh fair enough well there's so many other options out there now and you know ones that are actually more available than raspberry Pis anyway so i guess we yeah have i have many pcs in those places now so right <laughs> and they run flawlessly so all right well the dogs are getting wound up so i should probably go ahead and try and wrap this show up before things get crazy oh yeah they're getting excited Yes, something something is going on. <laughs> uh, but anyway, that's that's Dragon OS. Hopefully, a nice little deep dive into it. And if you, I, I would say it's better than average for sure for distribution. And if you want to use it for ham radio, it's certainly a thing you can do. You just suggest uh, adding the ham radio pure blend packages, and you'll be good to go. And uh, with that, I don't have any announcements and feedback. I went through my email. I didn't see anything. And I, um, I checked the uh, various social media platforms. I didn't see anything either. So hopefully I didn't miss anything. If I did, I'll make sure to get it on the next show. Do you have anything to uh, announce? Nothing from my end, no. All right. Oh, Pi Zeros. Yeah, I forgot about Pi Zeros. Those are a thing. I don't have any of those. But Oh, no, I take that back. A couple of my... Um, Got my little embedded uh, Pi Stars are running on Pi Zeros, but Ooh, I didn't, fancy. I didn't build those. I just I just ordered them off of Amazon. So. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, that means we only have one thing left, and that's our new subscribers, supporters, and live participants. And since we've been uh, off the air, as it were, for a couple of weeks, we have uh, a pretty good list here. So let's get down through it. On on nothing on subscribers and patreons we had a couple of new ones john julian and ken batania batania some, something like that you know you know who you are uh thank you for your financial support we really appreciate that and on the other social media networks on facebook we have matthew lardy frank jenkins john julian uh also so cool uh nothing on twitter so so are we uh are we calling twitter x or are we not riding that train or i i <laughs> Sort of X now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm going to call it Twitter for now. And since nobody's signing up, I think everyone's like bailing on Twitter. Twixer. So, yeah. Something like that. Anyway, on YouTube, we had a few. Don Saw, Matthias Grigno, and Byron Pangburn. Uh, we had a few folks show up on Discord. Zero Day, Mojo 89 YPK, Mullet, Saxa, and VA7WY. Nobody on Instagram. On Mastodon, we had at... S-A-X-A-1-N at KB9LXH at KD4WOV at EI6KW at Jorn Franke at NO7E and at Rick TRSWE. No merchandise sales. Had a few folks sign up on the mailing list. Dale Farnsworth, KK7LPM, KY4HJ, Ray McGavran, and W7JPJ. And in the live chat tonight, we had a really good crowd. We had Darren, VK60K, Ted, WA0EIR, Bill, N3AJ, Don, KB2YSI, Steve, K7HBT, John, K1BTZ, and Winston, KD2WLL. And they're all fired up. <laughs> <laughs> About 
evils of Raspberry Pis, evils of Twitter. Yes. They're all conspiracy pie users. There you go. <laughs> all right. Well, that is all we have. We are down to the end of the program. We want to thank everybody for, for listening live, for uh, supporting the show, whether you do so financially or just by listening every week or uh, mentioning us on the social media platforms or whatever or in your ham club meeting. We always appreciate the word of mouth. And with that, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this deep dive episode, number 513 of Linux and Hamshack on Dragon OS. And we'll catch you in a week with our short topics episode. Catch you all then. Have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. For the, you know, can't get in my office, Cheryl W5MOO, I'm Russ, K5TUX. And I'm Bill, NE4RD73. Thank you for listening to this episode of Linux in the Hamshack. LHS is a community-sponsored podcast. Our website is located at lhspodcast.info. You can support the podcast by visiting the LHS Patreon page at patreon.com stroke lhspodcast or by using the contribute list on the homepage. We have a presence on Discord, Facebook, IRC, Twitter and YouTube. You can also drop us an email at info at lhspodcast.info or leave us a voicemail at 1-909-LHS-SHOW. That's 1-909-547-7469. Visit the online LHS merchandise store at shop.lhspodcast.info for fun and fashionable show-themed merchandise. Until next time, remember to always heed your hedonism. (laughs) 